Have you ever wondered what it is about reaching for our dreams that feels so hard and requires so much of our own healing? Are you curious about how moving towards your own creativity might heal what's making you feel stuck? Well, that is why we made this show. I'll be having conversations with emotional health experts as well as artists, musicians, and creatives, all with the intention of resourcing and inspiring you to uncover your true creative self. I'm Courtney Lancaster, and this is the Heal Create Podcast. Welcome to another episode, everybody. Actually, welcome to the last episode of the Heal Create podcast for this season. If you hear kids in the background, that's because there are kids in the background, which means that it's summer, which means that I will be taking a break from recording podcast episodes until it's quieter in my house. (laughs) This will be the last episode of this season. And I, as I kind of reflect on the last, hmm, maybe we recorded 17 or 18 episodes, maybe 16. I'm so proud of what we put out there. I think that it was all very experimental. I mean, from beginning to end, it was a complete experiment. We had no idea how <laughs> to do this, how to put out a podcast. I There are honestly so many ways to do it and so many levels of excellence that you can choose. You could literally create like a voice memo on your phone and publish it as a podcast. We decided that we wanted to create this with the highest level of excellence that we could figure out <laughs> without hiring a podcast production team. And I'm really proud of what we did. My goal in putting this out was to share some of the information that I've learned in my own healing journey and also what I've learned in my training and in my own studies and also what I've learned helping clients and creatives. I think it was all based on this question that I've had for myself, for my friends, for people and I mean even celebrities that I've seen, which is what keeps some of the most genius creatives in the world so stuck and so insecure? And that question has been, I I would say, probably a North Star as far as everything that I've studied uh, personally and in order to help people. It's always been something I'm fascinated with um, when, and I don't know, maybe you're fascinated with it too. Just this, when you meet somebody that you know is such a genius and so creative and has so much to offer and you see them not doing that, I think you want to do, you want to say like, come on, like just write the songs, like sing, who cares, do all the things. And it's just not that easy. I kind of found myself in that place where you probably know by now that I am a singer and a songwriter and a worship leader. I love to sing, and I found myself so debilitated with anxiety and depression that even moving towards singing, which meant that um, I needed to either feel very safe in my body to do so because it's a very visible hobby or talent or profession, depending on what you choose to do with it, Or I would need to completely ignore what was going on in my body and just do it anyways. And that even that is kind of a something we say to people, right? Like feel the fear and do it anyways. And that's just not the whole story because I was so stuck and so in such a dark place 
And I had already felt the fear and had done it anyways to my detriment, to the point where my body basically said, this girl must be confused. She keeps ignoring our signals. So we're just going to have to get louder and louder until she's completely unable to do anything that she loves because she obviously doesn't know that she is not safe to do that. There were a lot of reasons for me personally why my body thought that I was so unsafe. And, you know, it all had to do with unprocessed trauma and grief and pain that I really had pushed aside and had no resources, had no idea how how to heal, which is why I started asking questions, big, big questions. And that really led me through my own healing journey and coming back home to myself and beginning to feel more comfortable being visible again and moving towards my passions of music. I noticed it probably because, well, not probably, definitely because my brain was primed to look for for this pattern. I noticed it in so many people around me, people that I would just want to shake because they were so brilliant and were keeping their writing or their music or their wisdom or their talents or their business ideas to themselves and not moving forward. And you're just like looking at these people like, come on, you can totally, like, what are you waiting for? And now I know that it isn't that easy. So that's why I created this podcast was because I wanted to educate people around why they feel stuck, which has to, which does have to do with trauma. It does have to do with your nervous system and healing and how to move forward, which that has to do with figuring out who you are, who is your authentic self, figuring out what inspires you and how to actually move through the things that keep you stuck towards what inspires you, towards what lights you up. And that was, those were really, um, as my, one of my best friends says, two legs on the same body. So there, it's like you heal and you create. And what I, what I realized, um, leading up to creating this podcast was, oh, it's your dreams that actually require your healing and your healing needs your dreams in order to unfold. So that means what I realized was that they're not these unrelated things like, gosh, I wish I could sing again in front of audiences if it wasn't for this pesky anxiety. Uh, It was actually me stepping towards singing while tending to the cues in my body, understanding why they were there as much as I could, being so compassionate on myself and gently moving forward anyways with a lot of resources and building my capacity for inner safety was actually what healed me. It's not it's not that I healed and then I created. It's that we heal or we're inspired to create something and then we heal what is in the way of us taking the next step by noticing what's going on in our body, getting support, and moving forward gently. That looks like a lot of different things to a lot of different people as far as pacing, as far as how much support you need, as far as resources. But I am convinced more than ever that just understanding what's going on is such a huge part of what frees us to create. Because you, when you feel safe, are naturally a creative person with dreams and inspirations. You you know, <laughs> after working with hundreds of people over the last few years, I am convinced more than ever before that even the most stuck, most depressed, and I was really, really an extreme case myself, knows who they are. We do. You do. I think that I can prove that to you. And I think it's incredible that there is like this blueprint within every single person. I've never, ever met somebody who did not have a blueprint of 
what lights them up, what they would do if anything was possible. Never met anybody and have just been so impressed upon that God really made some pretty incredible people. None of you are without uh, desires and creativity and and power, honestly, to build those dreams. But we have to be resourced around the things that keep us from doing that. I was listening to a podcast today. It's probably like I think it's one of the most uh, popular podcasts in the country, at least. I mean, it is probably like one of the top 10 podcasts. Occasionally, I will listen to this lady and she's she's like an author, motivational speaker, I guess, uh, among other things. And she had this podcast. My friend and I were listening to it today. She had this podcast about decision-making. And it was all about what, how to make big decisions for your life, how to move forward, um, how to just decide and go for it. And she started off in the place that I would absolutely agree with, which is the way to move forward towards anything is with an idea of what you would love to see happen in your life if anything was possible. She kind of likened it to this idea of like, if you were the author of your story, you could sort of ask, what would be the best thing that could happen to this character at this point in the story? If it was me in the present day that I was writing the story about, which I mean, you know, you are. (laughs) And that was a great way to ask it. Uh, The way that I usually work with clients and ask is... Uh, if anything was possible, a totally free calendar and totally unlimited resources, what would you do with your life? And if that's a tricky question, we get into what or who inspires you. And that is always a shortcut to getting closer to what you would like to do with your life. And so she started in this place as well. Uh, I do believe that a true healing journey starts with a clear vision of what you would love to build. And maybe not crystal clear as far as all the details, but a clear vision or a clear connection to what lights you up. How do you want to feel? What do you want to do with other people? What's your message? Like all of those things, which you can discover. I think, you know, you might need support to do so. But my conviction after working with so many people is that you really, really do know deep in there. Um, and that's where your healing journey really starts. Which I'll just stop, pause here and say, one of the reasons why I found myself so stuck was because I thought that the, when I was had so much anxiety, so much depression, that I had to keep feeling my, my feelings in order to heal. And I thought that because I felt so much depression that I had more feelings to feel. <laughs> Bless her heart. And I would just go around and around Pain Mountain over and over and over. And it was... It was awful. I don't don't judge myself for going around that because I was honestly really, and I still am, if I do say so myself, very brave when it comes to emotional work. But man, did I get myself into a bind because I just kept thinking I have more pain to feel. I have to figure this out. I have to figure out why I'm so stuck. I have to just continue to work at this ache in me and see what this is and really like feel it to the depths in order to, I thought maybe you just drained this reservoir of pain eventually until it was totally gone and then you were free and clear. Now what I know is that of course we do have to feel our feelings to heal and it 
takes discomfort tolerance. It takes support. It takes uh, a lot of resourcing. But we have to do that in little tiny bits. And then we got to swing over to the other side into our dreaming, into our creating, into our regulating, our co-regulating with other people, our connection, um, our joy, our lightness. We have to swing back and forth. It's called titration. There's a lot of you know research around this being the most sustainable way to move forward is titration. You feel your feelings. You do this kind of deeper work and then you come out of it. And you step into more and identify more with who am I really, where am I going? And that's really the path forward, which honestly lines up with my message of heal, create. We heal, which expands our capacity a tiny bit. We move towards creativity, uh, you know, building joy, connection, all of those things. So understanding uh, an understanding of where you'd like to go in your life is the beginning of you healing, <laughs> healing the trauma, healing all of the things that hold you back. That's the beginning of it. Where this woman and I differ is she said, from that point, take action. She said, and this is so common in the self-help world, this idea of like, when you're 90, you're not going to care about what other people thought about you. Just go for it. When you're 80 and 90, you're going to wish you did all of this stuff. So just step towards it. Just go for it. And there's a massive, unintentional shaming that happens when we tell people what is the matter what like well, let's just go for it the way that she said it in this in this episode was she said i don't know why we're just so intimidated by our own fear like just move towards it that is completely uninformed as far as what's actually literally scientifically happening in your nervous system when you feel so stuck when you feel inspiration, the next step is not action. The next step is compassion. The next step is you being so kind and compassionate towards yourself. It makes me emotional to think about it because we're skipping the, the most important step, which is being compassionate towards yourself for not being where you should or want to be or could be. I don't mean should in a shaming way. I mean, should, because if you had been the most loved version of yourself, you would have already been there. There's, there's sadness there. There's a, a need for empathy and compassion, deep, deep compassion, especially if you feel ages away from being the version of you that you would love to be or building the business you would love to build or having the healthy relationship or writing the book or putting the songs out there or performing or whatever it is if you're if you're a million miles away from that or I should say if it feels like you're a million miles away from that your next step when you actually get a glimmer of what you'd like to create is not action <laughs> that's completely bypassing um the connection that your heart needs in order to feel safe enough to take action. Your first step is connection and compassion. So compassion looks like really checking in with yourself. Um, one of my friends and colleagues, Heather Borsma, calls it best friending yourself. Psychology would, would offer reparenting yourself. Really turning towards yourself and looking at where you are, maybe how far you feel from that, and 
offering the kindest words, the kindest love, just so much compassion for the the turns that your life has had to take um, in order for you to survive (laughs) the things that you've been through. Maybe it's been bullying. Maybe it's been childhood wounding. Maybe it's been attachment issues. Maybe neglect, divorce, especially the the things that happened in your your young life. Um, The things that you've that have happened to you have meant that your body had to disconnect from your dreams and move towards survival and adapt in different ways. It had to, hey, we don't have time to create. We don't have time to step into our authenticity and like be wide open, visible to the world, just to channel for God to use and connect with and co-create these beautiful like dreams. And they seem literally so frivolous to a nervous system, a body that's trying to keep you safe from a perceived threat or a real threat. You know, when you're young and I mean, this is how programming, you know, goes awry in our zero to 12 life is when you're young and you're neglected or your parents aren't emotionally available to you and attuning or you, I mean, even honestly, even bullying or, you know, there's a divorce or like maybe natural disaster (laughs) hits your town or your parents go bankrupt and there's stress or your mom was depressed. When you go through that, that's not a small deal to a little kid. It's actually something more like a life or death experience. And that's why so many of us grow up to be these adults that are constantly afraid of death, even though everything seems like it's okay. It's because while everything is most likely, especially in this Western world, most likely for the most part, okay, or we have resources to get to physical safety more than we ever have really. What we're remembering in our body is not a current day present threat. It's actually old threats. And it's confusing if you don't understand that the reason why we feel so, so, so scared as adults is is usually not because of a present, but because of I mean, you could call it the inner child or our programming that's running that was built in zero to 12 that doesn't know the difference between safe and dangerous. So everything looks dangerous because our brains will always veer on the side of let's at least see if we can keep this person safe. All that to say, that truth of how our brains and bodies get built in zero to 12 and what that means for our adult selves um, and how so many of us have experienced disconnection or, I mean, it would be trauma that calls for compassion. So, 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 so much compassion. And then after you're able to turn towards yourself and love yourself or get support to to bring love to that, the brokenheartedness that comes from broken dreams, then that's when we can take a breath and we can go back to this vision that we had of what we might like to be and who we might like to become. That's when you can think about, okay, now what's my next step towards that vision? Because then you're showing your younger parts, you're showing your heart, hey, I see you. I get why you've protected me from this. But this is a new day. This isn't my zero to 12 programming. This isn't the big trauma that's happened to me. This thing that I want to step towards is... It is safe. And I'm going to show you little bit by little bit how we're going to be okay now. And I want to just mention too that one of the reasons why, well, I mean, I would say the main reason why your your body, your nervous system protects you from doing those 
those big fun dreams that you have moving towards them is because that requires you to be wide open. It's the most vulnerable thing you can do is to step into your dreams. It's it's you stepping into your authenticity. It's you in your it's called your ventral state, which means your body doesn't need to be in self-protection because it's like, "Hey, we're here. This sounds this is this is great. I can whatever. For me it's, you know, sing in front of a bunch of people. I can put out songs. I can um whatever it is for you. I'm wide open and I know that I'll be okay no matter what. So I have nothing to lose. So I'm just going to like show myself to the world and who I really am. And it's going to be great. In order to be in that place, your body has to know that there is no threat coming for you. And in order for your body to know that there's no threat coming for you, it needs to know that you'll be okay if uh, on the off chance something scary does happen to you. The most free people in the world that you see doing the most amazing things are the ones who, I mean, and I'm talking about free. I'm not talking about performative. I'm talking about like you can tell they're in their authenticity. They love their life and they're just like wide open moving towards this. Those are the people that know that they know that they're okay inside, that they've got themselves, that they'll be okay if something bad happens and that even if something bad does happen, on the other side of it is still life and it's all okay. <laughs> something something like 95% of what we're afraid of never actually happens. I remember reading that in a trauma textbook. And what it's saying is that, you know, rarely is a lion actually chasing you. I mean, honestly, even though the news makes it seem like terrible things happen all the time because that's its job, um, the truth is compared to how often it doesn't happen. I know that's like a weird way to think about it and statistics are like confusing, but honestly, think about how often terrible things don't happen. Like if we're looking at like the record of how many minutes you've been alive, like think about how often things don't happen that are harmful to you. But your body doesn't know that. If we haven't resolved our pain, your body thinks that at any moment something terrible could happen again. So it leaves you in these states of self-protection. Anxiety is just a really brilliant mechanism that your body uses to keep you safe. Because it's basically your body being like, hey, something terrible might happen at any moment. Or it's saying, this particular moment reminds me of something terrible that happened. So I'm going to fill you with the right amount of energy so you can run away from it or fight it. Don't worry. I got you. Like anxiety is such a brilliant, brilliant thing. It's so uncomfortable. I totally get it. Gosh, I remember being just in the real weeds with it for so many years. But honestly, when you know what's actually happening... It's just your body trying to protect you. Depression. Depression is your body saying, hey, so I don't, there's a threat. This situation is reminding me of a threat we've experienced in the past that I don't even think you'll survive. So I'm just going to numb you out. So, you know, like if the lion does eat you, you'll be so numbed out. You won't even feel it. Don't worry, babe. I got you. That's your depression is brilliant. It just doesn't know that what it's afraid of already happened. And we can resolve that. I mean, honestly, if I leave any any of you with the message through this podcast, it's that healing is so possible. Your body wants to heal. It, this stuff comes up so that you can heal. And when you're able to eventually work with your nervous system and your body to heal, that's when you're able to decide, okay, what's my next step towards this thing? When I had this idea for emotionally sustainable creativity, 
it came from seeing so much unsustainable creativity taking place in celebrity culture and in the people that I know and in myself. I saw firsthand, I experienced firsthand what it feels like to override my nervous system and ignore the signals coming from my body just so that I could get on stage and sing to my absolute detriment, like I mentioned earlier. And my goal now is to help people understand how to create in an emotionally sustainable way and even how to understand dreaming and creativity as the North Star in your healing journey. So for this summer, what I want to leave you with is that healing, again, is always possible. You are here for a purpose. And I would love to even tell you, listen, I can't, of course, guarantee anything. But you guys, we're going to be here for a while. (laughs) So many of us are actually going to be here for a really long time. You have time to heal. You have time to do this. And yeah, when you're 90, you know, you could be like, oh, I just wish I had no regrets. But you know, I think that what you might think about is in the wisdom of your old age, what you probably would wish for more than anything was that you felt more love and more connection. And that's something that you can begin to give to yourself now. More than your dreams even coming true is offering yourself that connection and that compassion and that love so that you walk around this earth feeling so loved. Creativity, natural creativity comes from that place. And then you can do all the like fun, crazy dreams that you want to do. So that's all I have to say. This podcast was so much fun. It was really fun to interview a lot of different people. I would go back if you're interested in healing and listen to, well, I mean, you can listen to the heal episodes. Um, Stephanie Bogato is a great place to start if we're talking about inner child work and psychology resources. Laura Duncan is an amazing place to start for uh, compassion. I mean, I always say that woman taught me compassion from scratch and it's just still just, well, she's my family now. And, uh, Katie Nickerson is, uh, one of my favorite resources for, um, helping regular nervous system, which is brain retraining. And, There are so many amazing artist stories, people just like you that are moving through the things that keep them stuck in order to create and uh, really live in alignment with who they truly are uh, by like helping themselves feel safe enough to express themselves through art, through music, through acting, through writing, through all of these different mediums. And they're just like, you know. They're just like us, just making their way. And some of them have had really great success and have also worked through so many of the same things that that people who are experiencing a lot of pain and stuckness have worked through as well. I hope that you find yourself inspired this summer. I hope that you really pay attention to what inspires you and write it down. Anytime anyone or anything inspires you, make a note in your phone just keep collecting these tiny little pebbles of of things that inspire you because pretty soon they're going to paint a picture of exactly who you're here to be. I am so excited for you to feel safe enough to step into that version of you. So that's it. Have a wonderful summer. We have big plans for next season and I am just sending you all so much support. If no one's told you lately, I would love to remind you, you are going to have such a beautiful life. Bye guys. 